0: You're listening to America's Web Radio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: We are live on the air today on America's Web Radio. This is the Immigration Hour. David, happy election day.
2: Absolutely. I
1: love election. election day.
2: I've already uh, I voted early as a matter.
1: Of- I did too. I, was, what a joy to vote early. I fed, I don't know why you wouldn't vote early.
2: Well, I, I, uh, I ran over to uh, Fulton County the last night, uh, the annex. Uh, right down Friday, the street from us here. Uh, on, on Friday night, and uh, I am a little bit concerned, quite frankly. Well, it, why are you concerned, David? I'm well, just curious. Well, one, the, uh, the crowds at uh, the night that we were there, it was very uh, – and we went about six fifteen, about 45 minutes before it, it was to close – And um, uh, it was very crowded. And uh, then on top of that, uh, my son called a few minutes ago from Midtown, and he said by the time he and his wife left, there was probably a three, three three-and-a-half-hour wait. Today. Today.
1: That is awesome news.
2: That's the Democrats coming out.
1: You know, there's nothing wrong with that, my friend, because everybody should vote. Everybody should vote. Everybody should vote. And there, there should not be an excuse for people... You know, oh, my vote doesn't count. Now, Rocky will oppose me. Rocky will be here shortly. He's having a court hearing. Because Rocky doesn't vote. He doesn't think, I don't know, he's an anarchist or something. I'm not really quite sure what Rocky is. But, you know, I think the power of vote is all-encompassing, is really what makes us as a country uh, what we can be and as strong as we can be. Yeah, let me uh, ask
2: you. I've got a couple of issues. and In fact, we did a show uh, yesterday talking about this uh, uh, in one of the segments. Is I since day one, I always looked. It was there were two things that I always looked forward to in life. One was getting my driver's license, and the other was, was voting. I,
1: I did. I was and, so excited.
2: Yeah, and uh, now you had to wait till you were 21 to vote.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, so yeah, you were back yeah. before the amendment changed. Not that David's old. I'm just making it. I'm old, but he waited longer than I did.
2: Yeah, so but uh, you know, and and so you know, I always look forward to it. I I, I can honestly say, and I'm not going to say that I've never voted, because I I can't remember, but for the most part, I have voted in every election for dog catcher on up and down the gambit. Anyway, my point being is that how do you feel... I I, I think fraudulent voting... I'm all for IDs. Mm -hmm. I I think there's not... I don't have any problem at all pulling out my driver's license and showing it, or I could show them my Costco card or my passport or whatever that says... I am who I am, you know. Because so I'm that's like I, I realize, yeah, <laughs> I realize that some people have a problem with that, but I don't have. I think we should have. Here voter is ID. why
1: I have a problem with it, and it's not because I mind getting my ID. At. I mind because it's a poll tax, and poll taxes, I believe, are illegal if you require people to pay to get the ID. I, well, now, it's fine, we,
2: but we don't we don't require them to pay. We do.
1: Because they don't take Costco cards in Georgia. Georgia, you have to pay to get your driver's license
2: or then your state ID. Then why hasn't that been rejected by the Supreme Court? They Texas, well, Texas, Texas has been challenged yet. It's been challenged yet. I mean, Texas these, law these was rejected, but Georgia's law well, it hasn't gotten there yet. It is, hasn't gotten there yet. But anyway, okay. So um, if no, it, I, I don't mind. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. If, if they don't have to pay, fine. But
1: yeah, I mean, if you don't have to pay for that, and we, we actually made it easy. Here's the problem, though, David. It's easy for you and I, who live in metro Atlanta, who can go literally a block away and get our driver's license or ID. That is not the case for a good chunk of people, particularly in rural parts of, of America, rural parts of Georgia. We have to go a couple hours, if they even have a ride, even if they're physically capable of going. Now, some people would say, well, if they're not physically capable of the driver's license, how are they going to know the issues well enough to vote? That's the beauty of America. You don't have to know the issues well enough to vote. All you got to know is I want to express my opinion on behalf of some candidate.
2: But, and uh, taking it one step further, I, I I am totally an advocate for voter ID. Secondly, I'm totally opposed to mail-order voting.
1: Um, me mean mail-in voting, not mail-order <laughs> voting. That would be brides, David. Well, I think it is. That <laughs> <It> would be <laughs> brides. Uh, uh, this would be, uh, in, in be mail-in voting. Mail-in uh, Well, they're doing it. They're doing it rather successfully. And here's the thing. More Republicans vote. This is Colorado has this. I don't remember. Yeah. Colorado has it. Colorado. More and Republicans and did mail in voting than
2: Democrats. That, that wouldn't surprise so,
1: me. So, I mean, the reality is, I, or internet voting. Now, internet voting is probably not secure enough no. yet, but no. I don't have a problem with that. But I love the experience,
2: me personally, of going to a, a polling place. Yeah, you know, that's, that's funny that you say that because generally speaking, I've only voted twice now early once uh because we were leaving town and and then the other day just because it was convenient for my wife and i to go do it but i miss going to, you know and and after i left it, it wasn't it wasn't the same feeling of going to the precinct headquarters or where i normally would vote and uh you know being uh, the i got my little sticker and all of that but uh, at the same time it still didn't feel like uh voting on voting day, you know? Well, you know, for me, I think the more you do that, the more years I have early
1: voting. The problem is, do you really want to stand in line for three and a half hours to vote? No, No, I I don't want to do that either. I can't Uh, No, I I don't have the time to do that. That's why early voting is so powerful. Uh, Sunday voting is very powerful as well. Uh, I mean, obviously, government typically isn't open on Sundays, typically take two days off. Uh, And a lot of people reject early voting because that's when a lot of Democrats, particularly African Americans, never vote. Uh, but I think it's important. I think you should make the vote as open and as easy as, as for as many people to vote. I don't want this to be North Korea, where 99.9% of the people vote, and they all voted for Kim Dung chim or whatever the dude's name is. Okay, yeah, it But I, want, I would love to see every viable, living person in America who's of eligible age and is a citizen to vote. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be awesome. Because then voting puts people in control of their lives. They might lose, but they'll think, well, I'll win again in two years, or the demographics will assist me. But voting gives you power. Uh, And nobody can complain, other than the crazy people on the right who think illegal aliens are voting in droves, um, can complain uh, that, um, uh, that, in fact, the elections aren't fair. Now, I'm not a big fan of electronic voting, David. i got to tell you, I, I'm a big fan of the paper ballot, but I think paper ballot was kind of discredited back in the Bush-Gore gore day. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but I'm a little concerned about the electronicness, the electronic electronicity of the voting, and is it is it hackable, and et cetera. Uh, but I think we have the best system we can have right now. I mean, the system is what it is. Uh, you, the, are there better systems out there? Possibly. Are we willing to pay for this? This is always my joke, right? Yes, we could do that better. Are you willing to pay for it? Yes, David, we can have border security. Are you willing to pay for it? Uh, well, you know, we got to shrink the size of the government. Yeah, so your answer to no, that question is no, we, we're not going to pay for it. Um, but I'm just excited that it's election day, David, and that we're broadcasting uh, 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 live here on America's Web Radio.
2: And I hope that uh, we continue to get to vote and that... Uh You know our system. Well, I don't think
1: Obama is doing with the vote yet. Maybe that's a conspiracy theory you've heard on the internet. I'm not really quite sure, but uh, uh, quite possibly it's out there. But as of as of right now, uh, I was I I was
2: surprised by uh, Kagan in uh, North Carolina, her last ditch stand, and she was winning actually. And I don't understand this, but uh, she she brought in Obama for today. She did on radio announcements. Um, That a vote for... uh, Well,
1: maybe she's uh, not going to run away from him.
2: uh, She had run... You know,
1: there are people that Obama is popular. He's only unpopular with 59% of the people. (laughs) 59? 59%.
2: He is still popular with 41% of the people. She has run like crazy away from him. Well, she has. Until today. She has. Well, uh, maybe she's
1: making a better
2: choice. For her. Uh, making
1: Maybe that will generate the turnout she needs on election day.
2: It may. I don't know. On election day that know. she absolutely needs. That may have been her plan. Um, One but, never knows. Uh, you know, here
1: in Georgia, we have a very tight race. And, David, part of that two race. two very tight
2: races, actually, I, um, I think.
1: Well, two ra- I, I It looks like my, my buddy Jason is probably not going to pull out a victory today, uh, uh, and he may not even get a runoff. I, that'll depend, again, on voter turnout. Uh, but, uh, you know, David, I, I've always considered myself a Republican, but I guess I'm more of a, probably a libertarian, independent Republican than I am just a straight-line, super conservative Republican. Now, David, you yourself are not a Republican. No. No, you don't consider yourself a Republican, although you tend to vote Rip- Republican up. candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's really a big problem for the, uh, for the Republican Party, actually, when people don't do that. Um, so I look at the candidates that we put forward, and I, when I voted, I will tell you, I voted mostly Republican. Most of the candidates out there, I think, do a good job. Uh, uh, but some I voted Democrat, and a couple I voted Libertarian. Uh, and uh, But I, what really bothered me in this election uh, was, one, the ethics issues that keep being raised. You know, there's no fire there, David. There's just lots of smoke. It never sticks. It's like you talk about the Teflon president being Reagan. He's like the Teflon governor. Nothing seems to stick. Uh, but even more concerned was how David Perdue went so far to the extreme rights on immigration, particularly so far that he took a pledge to reduce legal immigration to America. You know, in a time when we are competing for worldwide talent, why does that seem a good
2: idea? You know, let me ask you. You're a you're a astute individual, and you know I highly respect you. Don't agree with you most of the time. No, but that's okay. Nobody but does. But my wife doesn't uh, agree with me most of the time, so that's well, okay. Why? And and this is my observation. Maybe it's off the wall totally. But I can't remember for years and years really good candidates. And this has got me concerned coming in uh, 2016 uh, for the presidency. Uh, maybe somebody will come forth, but you know, I—it's I, a sad scenario to vote against instead of voting for.
1: No, that's what's terrible: to vote against somebody. Uh, and and why why can we not get really? Well, here's the problem, David. Nobody knows your no. You will never find a candidate who is your candidate who agrees with you on everything. No, I, I, So all of us would, would like to think, oh, he's my candidate, because I agree with you. There are 320 million different opinions in America, and thus no party, no candidate... But I'm the only one that's right. Well, exactly, and we all think we're right. Isn't that exactly right? We all think we're the only correct uh, person. Uh, and so if your view is, is different than mine, then you are wrong. You are wrong. We, uh, if you tell me somebody in America who doesn't believe that, they're lying to you that you're wrong if you don't believe what they believe. Now, some of us believe more strongly on certain issues than some of us don't really care about certain issues. And, eh, you know, you can go either way. I don't really care. Um, But for everybody who has a strong belief, then you're an idiot for not caring about that. And you're a terrible human being for not pushing that that agenda forward. And and you, sir, will destroy America if you do not agree with me. Uh, At least that's what Glenn Beck was saying yesterday about Mitt Romney. Now, (laughs) What I really liked about this day, and in fact it's election day, and we're going to know tonight who controls the U.S. Senate. David, is there certain things happening on immigration in today's election? One, of course, David Perdue has been super anti-immigrant. Uh, we can count on him on being, on being Jeff Sessions' buddy when he goes to Congress, uh, when he goes to the Senate, if in fact he wins, which I think will be a tragedy for Georgia, and I predict will make him a one-term senator. I guarantee you will make him a one-term senator if he in fact wins. Uh, But more important is what happens if the GOP does, in fact, take the Senate? I think conventional wisdom today is the GOP is probably going to take the Senate. Now, it's going to be close. Uh, I, I looked at a bunch of pundits this morning, and some of them have 51, 49, some have 53, 47, some even have 54, 46. But it's going to be close. When we come back, I want to talk about those races and how they impact immigration this next year. Si usted tiene
3: problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llámenos a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a 404-816-8611. O al www.immigration.net.
0: Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like.
3: Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctors' Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m.
1: Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call
3: us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200 or visit us on the web at
1: www.immigration.net.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Yep. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. This is the Immigration Hour, which I believe Rocky says is the most listened to immigration podcast. In the known universe,
2: you know well, I don't know. I, I, I can't really answer show. that about the known universe. But we but get lots of downloads. don't We We get lots of downloads. You all get lots of downloads, and um, this is a, you know, this is a very strange show. And
1: thank you. Um, I,
2: I, I take that as a compliment. Well, It uh, is. It, it is because it you have one heck of a pure audience. You know, we do. We have lots of wonderful yeah. immigration lawyers and friends that listen to this show, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's. And and your clients, I'm sure there's some, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go to the bank on it. No,
1: most but, are probably not listening to this show. No, uh, first of all, it's but, not in Spanish, uh, and
2: uh, second, uh, or Chinese or, or Gujarati. But but the peers, you know, the peers can send you business. But at, at the same token, it's it's a compliment to you and a compliment to the show to have that many peers. Listen. Yeah, we're very excited to
1: have our to have our fellow immigration lawyers listen. And, and we, of course, invite them. If they ever want to be on the show, we'd love to have them as
2: a guest. You know, well, we have um, one other show, the Land Surveying Show, that, yeah. that's uh, obviously unique to... Land I, Surveying. I, I know we tune out a lot of audience with that show, but that's okay. But you bring uh, in people for yeah. that show. That's what's great about America's Web
1: Radio. I mean, if it, anybody listens to, America, to this show, understand that we are probably... Very different than most of the people you would hear on America's Web Radio. But my favorite guy historically has been the chicken guy. Well, you have the chicken <laughs> guy, you got the gardening ladies on. I mean, you've got a, a wonderful collection of shows. This is really like, in many ways, national public radio, because it's national private radio. National it's, private radio. Really, you should change your name, NPR, <laughs> National Private Radio, America's Web Radio. Uh, that's really what i about. Did you notice that uh, cl- one of the Click and Clack brothers died yesterday? No. You've obviously listened to Click and Clack on National Public Radio. The two I, I remember, car guys I, I, from Boston that would talk like this. Oh, what's wrong with your car? They were very funny guys. Well, the older brother Tom died of Alzheimer's uh, hmm. yesterday. Very really sad. But uh, always, I always loved that show on, on, on television. And I'm sure Rocky and I would be like Click and Clack uh, here, here <laughs> on Immigration. Clack of Immigration. But here we are on Election Day, and we've got key races throughout the years. Now, Georgia could, in fact, David, be the key race going forward to determine what happens on immigration and Congress, and a couple things about that. On Friday, Mitt Romney says one of the very first things that a Republican Senate will do is pass trade issues. I assume they're going to pass some treaties or something, uh, which Obama will sign. He, he's trying to get the Dems to do that for a long time. And it's interesting. All the presidents support trade, and all the Democrats suppose it. Is really very, even 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 Clinton was very pro trade. Uh, Hence NAFTA. Uh, and then you've got immigration. So we're going to pass immigration reform. Now, there's a couple things, and I'm writing a blog of this right now. There's a couple things that come to mind when I hear Mitt Romney talk about immigration. One is really quite simple. Why didn't you talk about this two years ago, hosehead? I mean, really, if you had talked this way two years ago, we wouldn't be calling you Mitt, we'd be calling you President Romney. Mr. President. Mr. President. I mean, really, what. A foolish notion to now support something that you literally ran away from before, uh, and I, I, I'm just stunned that he did that. So that's really just stunning. Two, I was listening because David uh, two days ago. I'm driving a a, a a rental car right now, waiting for my new car to come, and it had serious radio in it. And it it, it, it the the trial period must have ended. The car's brand new.
2: Getting you another convertible? Well, the car. Ended, well, I am
1: getting another convertible. Uh, to two weeks. So. Uh, the trial period ended, and serious turned off, so I had to actually turn on the actual radio in the car. So uh, I went to AM, and I turned on the local uh, channel, and Glenn Beck appears. Now, uh, as many of our listeners know, I am I'm Latter-day Saint. I'm Mormon. Mitt Romney's Mormon. Glenn Beck is Mormon, and Harry Reid is Mormon. We are everywhere, is what I'm telling you, David. We are everywhere. But Glenn Beck went after Mitt Romney... On Romney's immigration position, huh. and I was like, "Really?" He says, "It's the end of America. America is over." Now I know he makes money from leeching off the people who believe crap like that, uh, but really, to attack Romney on immigration as being, you know, pro illegal, pro illegal—that's what they call him, pro illegal—is uh, offensive. I mean, really, this is the same Glenn Beck who sent teddy bears to the border for the kids coming across seeking refuge status this last summer. Uh, The guy is a dichotomy. I mean, he's a puzzle inside of an enigma inside of a dichotomy. I just don't understand the guy. Uh, But you have the right, the far right, attacking Rami. This morning on Morning Joe, one of the most watched political news shows in the morning, probably the most watched political news shows by people in D.C. and around the country who really pay attention to this stuff. Haley Barber comes on. Now, you know who Haley Barber was. Uh, Former head of the RNC. Governor Governor of of Mississippi. uh, Very involved in the pro-immigration reform movement. Uh, He said, the first things they're going to tackle is immigration reform. And and here's the deal. This is the smartest thing the GOB could do if they take the Senate. Is to pass a broad-based immigration reform package. Now, they need to package it differently than the Dems packaged it last year. okay? Because they've still got to sell. They've got to get a majority of Republicans. And if they only have 51, 52, they cannot. They cannot get a majority of Republicans. They cannot get all Republicans to support it. They will need Democratic votes to support this. They can't in and of themselves get Jeff Sessions to vote for anything. Anything. Or David Perdue. Uh, or several others, to vote for anything that is pro-immigrant. Because they're anti-immigrant. They don't like immigrants. They don't want immigrants here. They want to close the border uh, to everybody. Legal, undone, close. And really this whole farcical statement that you want to open the border. Everybody believes that we should monitor people that come into the U.S. And we should let in people that we want and have be designed. Not everybody believes that. Rocky believes in open borders. I don't think you should be able to just walk across borders into sovereign countries. Now, if we ever did away with sovereign countries, obviously, we're all part of the world, the one world conspiracy, we can do that. But until that point, we have a right to protect ourselves and defend our borders. At that point, you cannot short of short of building the Berlin Wall, which even so was not particularly not porous. You cannot stop people from entering or leaving. You can't. You can't. It's it's not possible. People say I want I want the border 100% secure. That is a farce, a myth, a, 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 a throwaway uh, uh, soundbite uh, sound that is meaningless. Um, it's a, as one of my colleagues said, it's a canard. <laughs> it's a canard. I love that word. I want to pray for Matt Robert um, Mathien for giving it to me. It's a canard. Um, but they're going what they're going to say, David, we need to show that the border is 90% secure. Now, I don't, David, I know you follow me on, on my Facebook page, and I don't tend to be very political on my Facebook page, but occasionally I'll put stuff up. Um, But I put up the article from the New York Times from Sunday. Now, I know you're not a big fan of the New York Times, but this article was about the Border Patrol, and CBP specifically, how it came to be and what it's like today. Did you know that between 2006 and 2010, there was a uh, disciplinary action every single day, or infraction committed by a Border Patrol agent, every single day? for 1200 straight days. And what this article was about was what the heck is going on with this agency. Now, part of it is on Obama, part of it's on Congress because they wouldn't confirm anybody to be to be head of the head of the Border Patrol around with but I didn't know this and I've been involved with immigration for a long time. The Border Patrol when it was back with the old INS, how many people do you think worked in Washington DC as the head of the Border Patrol in 2003 when when basically they ended the Border Patrol and became DHS? Any any guess? I have no idea. You would think hundreds, right? I mean, it's a big giant agency. it has got five thousand employees in the field. They got to have a bunch of people in DC, right? They had seventeen people.
2: Yeah, seventeen the people. You say, five thousand people. That's that's really nothing compared to. No, I mean, but think I mean, about it, it. They had seventeen so people are, yes. running the agency.
1: That's not. It's not even physically possible. Now the, the agency then had I don't know eight thousand border patrol or something like that. Today there are the agency itself has forty thousand employees. Um, uh, Twenty five thousand border
2: through, patrol
1: it's agents through DHS now. Right? Well, no, this yeah, well, it's part of DHS now, but this is just just the border patrol. Um, and the, the article was about comparing the border patrol's hiring policies in the last several years. Did you know they actually hired because they did not complete background checks on new hires because of the demand to hire people quickly? They actually hired informants from the Mexican cartels as border patrol agents. David, you should go read this article. It will scare the crap out of you. It's an example of what you get when you quickly want to hire law enforcement officers. And the article made a point. The same thing happened in Miami, in Los Angeles, and in D.C. when they did a rapid hiring of police. Let me ask you... Because there aren't that many people qualified in that short period of time to do the
2: job. So, you're reading the New York Times. Well, actually, it was um, on Facebook. I didn't because, actually read the New York Times. But uh, it was on Facebook. Somebody else posted it. But... Where is this story in the mainstream media?
1: The New York Times is the mainstream media, David. Well,
2: where is it on ABC, C B S well I mean they CNN. only have thirty
1: the thing is, they they have thirty how much news is actually on ABC, NBC, and NBC? Thirty minutes. They have thirty minutes, David. That that's all they got. There's no such thing as the mainstream media today is on cable and is Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. That is the mainstream
2: media today. So have they so has MSNBC brought this to life? You know, I don't watch that CNN? much NBC
1: during the day. They may or may not have. My question is, why is this on Fox News? All right. They're the ones screaming for the border, right? You know why? Because it was under Bush that this agency was created, and it was crap when Obama got it. Now, he didn't make it much better, although they keep hiring people like it's going out of style. Yeah, and he's trying to get control. He finally got a commissioner appointed who's actually probably going to be pretty darn good. But the reality is... Congress. It's Congress's this is not a Bush or this is Congress's lack of oversight it's their job to oversee this stuff. If they would spend less time worrying about crap in Benghazi or Fast and Furious they could actually focus on border security have actual hearings on how do we ma- how do because that's what I hear about David, we need to secure the border, David Perdue alright, I put on his Facebook page, how are you going to do that? tell me how you're going to do that I dare you to tell me, how you going to do that, Mr. Civil Libertarian? How are you going to do that without destroying civil rights? Go ahead and tell me. Without being racist, without being profiled, how are you going to do that? Well, we should profile. We should be racist. We should look at people at the border. That's people who say it, but the people that really support securing the border, oh, no, I'm not racist, but we should look at everybody that looks Mexican coming in and see if they're legal or not, even if they're born in the United States back to their eighth grandfather. Uh, the reality is, it's there's no easy solution to the problem except a legal immigration system that's easy to navigate and open for economic growth of the United States. Something we do not have right now. If you had that, the border becomes much easier to control. Uh, it's funny on my Facebook page. I've got a friend and um, uh, I posted about this. I'm saying, hey, you know, for all you border security guys, read this. And he went, he got a. Th- Hey, you know, Obama spent $79 billion in the last 10 years on on global warming. Well, that's, I mean, he should be spending that on the border. I'm sorry, were we talking about the border? When did the global warming come into this? I mean, hello, is anybody else? This is the canard which a lot of people who believe in border security will put out there. Well, we need to spend more money, but not my money. Obama should be spending that, so we should get a, you know, it. David, it's just hilarious that nobody wants a solution to this other than those who propose a solution and are shot down by politicos. Let's take a break here on America's Web Radio.
3: Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano o tiene problemas con inmigración o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado, con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración. Conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámalos hoy al 404-816-8611, al 404-816-8611 visítenos al www.immigration.net.
2: With all the back
1: and forth in today's politics, It seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verifying your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national... Cook Immigration Partners is your
3: best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or
1: visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
0: You're listening to America's WebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: David, I love that it's Election Day. I keep saying that. I love <laughs> Election Day. This is almost as good as Christmas. Uh, because better just than never, Halloween. it's better than Halloween. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure as good as Day of the Dead, but it's it's better than Halloween. Uh, and you know the thing this year, there's no wave. Here's the weird thing: wasn't this supposed to be a big Republican wave year? Obama's in the tank. You know you know what's saving Obama? The GOP is even more unpopular. <laughs> the GOP Obama's negatives are when I do the net net is like 18. The GOP is 20. So,
2: so how do you think it's going to turn out, across? The That's country?
1: a great question. Uh, I do think the uh, the Senate will go to the go to the Republicans at, at the end of the night. Uh, I think it may it will probably be tonight. Um, now, there are some people that believe that it may not be until after a Louisiana or Georgia runoff, but I think I think the GOP will probably take it tonight, and then it becomes you know how big is their majority going to be? Uh, I think they'll end up with fifty two seats. Kind of doing the math in my head, uh, I and I think Michelle Nunn's got a chance in a runoff um, if they can get the voter machine turnout that they've got going now. Because if I'm not mistaken, if there's no early voting in the runoff. I think it's a one day boom. June, uh, January fourth, sixth, or fourth. I thought it was a sixth It's one of those. It's two. Whatever that Tuesday is. Uh, um, and of course, the governor's runoff is in December, so you have a whole Christmas full of ads. Won't that be delightful? Uh, but I do think we're going to have a GOP Senate. It's going to be a small minority, which means, David...
2: January 6th. Okay,
1: January 6th. Are they really going to pass immigration reform? And, and here's the other, this is the other question in my blog. What do they mean by immigration reform? Do you think
2: they mean something I've
1: talked about? Or do you think they're talking about something
2: different? You know, the, the problem that I see after 22 years of doing this show with you um, is that Nobody knows. You got you got one side over here that's saying let's do immigration reform, which means get the concrete out and start building the fence. Right. That's exact- exactly And then you got another one that says, well, let's give them all a green card, or let's do this, or and and you know, just like you were talking a minute ago, it's it's I'm right, you're wrong, no matter what you say, and that's not going to get the the problem answered. Mm-hmm. And as far as that goes. I'm not sure you know that immigration is that quote unquote hot a topic with the ordinary guy walking down the street until and this is the only thing that I see would really make it a hot issue is that if someone walked in from and doesn't matter we got two borders Uh, whether it's they come in from Canada or come in most likely from Mexico and kill 100,000 people because they're part of the ISIS thing. Yeah, except there's and no
1: evidence that's even happening. No, so.
2: but I'm, I'm just saying. Just, you is, know, that's the thing, David. We are, we are, we have
1: let our, if we don't think the terrorists won on 9-11, we are sadly mistaken. We have become a nation of fear. Yeah. Fear. And you have political parties, both of which spread fear. I'm waiting for the party to come out and say, you know what? Screw fear. We're gonna kick butt in this economy. We're gonna create jobs. We're gonna go ahead and create business. We're gonna make it easier to do business in America. We're gonna lower taxes. Uh, we're gonna have better government, and more effective government. You know, I have we've a- got to raise taxes to do it, we're gonna do it, but we're gonna have better government, and at the end of the day, we're gonna have a better society. Where is Ronald Reagan's optimism when you need it? You know, I have a
2: These have idiots a- that claim to be Reagan's successors are a joke. No, you know, and and this is what I would have liked to have heard one candidate and I haven't, but in my opinion, you, I've got your economic answer. I've got your employment answer. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Uh, it's three words, as a matter of fact: oil, gas, and coal mm-hmm. industry. What about solar? That's it. That em- that that takes care of employment. Yeah, that takes care of it. It really what people don't understand. It also takes care of the Middle East. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't need them. Scrub them. Let's go blow them away. Let's do whatever we We have to (laughs) do. You know,
1: (laughs) let's not get another war, David. Okay, let's not get another war.
2: But you know, and and I haven't heard a candidate one. Yeah, I've heard some say, "Well, when we get there, we'll pass the."
3: Well, Michelle Nunn
2: supports the pipeline. The pipeline, well.
1: It's mostly well, built anyway. The
2: thing about Michelle Nunn, her father used to say a lot of things but voted a different way. But he'd say them just to make you listen. But anyway, I won't, we won't go into that. Uh, but I think that would be, I'd like to see the EPA done away with, personally. Uh, I think they're...
1: Uh, you know, David, there there are certain...
2: Do you really trust your fellow citizens not to destroy
1: the environment if they have a chance in free hand? I mean, come on, there are, there are legitimate uses of government. I mean, look look at the Superfund site, the steel mill that used to be downtown, that's now Atlantic Station. Yeah. But for the EPA, there would be nothing on that property but dead animals. I mean, the reality is there there is a role for government in certain aspects of our life, and to say there's not
2: is just you're you
1: but it's I'm not canard. sure that, it's not that,
2: true. Why does someone with the EPA need to carry a weapon?
1: Well, okay, there are obviously yeah. problems. Okay. Yeah. Big but problems. I'm just saying they should. There are. Changes they, if that they, can they took be made, it back
2: to what it was intended to do...
1: Yeah, then they should do that. And I've I never heard no of them pro- carrying pro- weapons, but if they carry weapons... and then You know what they've done? they bought into fear. This is, Did they carry weapons before 9-11? No. I would say no. We have militarized the police. We have militarized every aspect of the government. For why? For the, the boogeyman's going to come out and get you. You know, part of the part of the risk of living in a free society is bad things happen sometimes. And that's why government exists, to limit our risk to bad things happening. Whether that's environmental pollution, whether it's global warming, whether it's bad immigration laws, whether it's crime. Hey, we have the lowest crime rate in your lifetime, in my lifetime, is right now. There's never been a lower crime rate in America than right now. And why? Why is that? Because we have greater economic success than we've ever had before. We have more people being part of the pie. Yes, the middle class has shrunk, which is bad. And rich people have gotten richer, which I don't really say is bad. But the reality is, why hasn't some of that money come on down? Because we have put policies into place that rewards hoarding cash, that punishes development, that doesn't make the, the economy run efficiently. Now, let me get back to immigration, because this is the Immigration Hour, after all. So what does Romney mean by immigration reform? Well, the first thing he means is clearly there's going to be a border fence finished regardless of the environmental damage, they're gonna put up a border fence, David, all the way across. Now, have you been to the border fence recently in the last couple of years? So you probably haven't seen it recently, okay. Uh, it is uh, uh, first of all, it's different everywhere. It's not the same border fence. It's not like when you drive around the highway and around the country, you have the same guardrails basically everywhere, right? That's not the case for the border fence. Some some areas it's like these pylons set in the sand. Other times it's actually it's barbed wire. Um Designed by the
2: uh, folks that have the security at the White House.
1: Yeah. It's different than that, too, thank goodness. The problem is, what are they supposed to do at the White House? I mean, really, you can't... These are the same people that want to secure the border, secure the White House. What, are you going to machine gun people? I guess they want you to machine gun people. You know, I guess that's the way it is. Um, But the next thing they're going to do, besides build a fence, David, is they're going to... Uh, make e-verify mandatory immediately for every employer in America. So for your employees, your vast sum of employees here, they're going to make you e-verify them. They are then going to put a quota on border security. It says, look, if certain number of people come in the country, by estimates, I guess how are they going to count people that don't come in, that they don't catch, uh, we're not going to have reform. They're going to go ahead and amplify the number of H-1Bs available, make them harder to get. Uh, they're going to make EB-5 investment harder to get, but amplify it. Uh, They're going to make green cards more plentiful short-term,
2: but not long-term. Speaking of green cards, was this just a uh, computer rumor or that 34 minutes? Oh, let's
1: get to that in the last segment. Let's get to that in the last segment, because I want to talk about the paper, the green cards. Um, So the reform, and then if the border is operationally secure in X time frame, one year, two years, three years, then we're going to let people come forward... And get provisional immigration status of some kind uh, with the work permit, but it's going to be limited. It's going to be hard to get. And it's going to be expensive. That's the GOP plan coming forward, and it would And GOPers will vote against it because there's there's a way to forgive people. Because a lot of people in the GOP they believe you can never be forgiven for sin. These are some people go to church on Sunday begging Jesus to forgive them, but you can never be forgiven for breaking the rule of law, uh, even though the law is bad. Um, so at the end of the day, David, we have a situation where there may in fact be, quote, immigration reform by Congress, by a GOP Congress. Obama will likely sign anything they put on his desk, uh, make a signing statement about this or that. Uh, he may may not enforce parts of the law, you know, whatever he wants to do. But it won't do. be a photo op. Uh, no, it would not be a great photo op. There certainly won't be a lot of GOP guys around him. But here's the thing is they cannot pass that in the Senate without Democrats' support. They cannot. Because they don't have enough GOP extras to cover the, the, the Jeff Sessions and the other crazies that will vote against anything. Now, in order to get Democratic support, however, they're going to have to put some good stuff in there. And the change of three- and ten-year bars. They're going to have to do away with the permanent bar. They're going to put more waivers in there. So there's going to be some stuff that comes out of this that makes it livable for people and gets them out of the status. Because, David, I, I, I have noticed a real desperation in the last few months, people coming to see me. <laughs> because Obama had gotten so many hopes up in the summertime. And they were it's just this deflation of hope. And I hate looking at people who have no hope. Um, it's just truly sad uh, to see that. Um, and it affects their work. It affects the economy. It affects their kids. And I, I, I want to see Congress do something. And, and the reality is the president is still going to do something. Even with the GOP Congress, my other prediction... Obama will come out. So the GOP may pass something that may be livable. We could live with it, maybe, if it can get through the the, the House, because the House has got crazies over there, too. But that's February, March, April, May, June. That's next year. They're not going to do that right away. Obama is going to come out. If the Senate is decided tonight, he will come out mid-December, after December 11th. You know why after December 11th?
2: After any runoff, but the runoff that'll decide. Well, is no. Let's say
1: let's let's get decided tonight. Let's say it's okay. decided tonight. Why December eleventh? Because that's the debt ceiling limit vote. Oh, they have to vote on the debt ceiling by then. So you can't do it before then because he can't illustri- you, know, you can't piss off a whole bunch of GOP guys who would destroy the economy over this. I mean, there are people that would do that, which makes makes me embarrassed for the party. It's embarrassing. Why don't really. we have a budget? We don't have a budget, David. All we I have don't. is continuing resolution. We haven't, We're haven't, on had,
2: a, we haven't had a budget. We and how many? Oh, because
1: Harry Reid hasn't voted on it. Uh, on any budget, even 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 Obama's budget he hasn't voted on. Uh, and the, uh, the, the Republicans put forward a budget that basically destroys government. So there's been no budget uh, in the House. Now, that said, here's what Obama will do, in my humble opinion. He will create a category of people like DACA, like the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, that will be the following. They will basically reflect people who would, if caught by immigration be eligible to apply for cancellation of removal, which we've talked about before. It's the law of the 10 years. You have 10 years in the United States. You have children that are born here in the United States or have DACA. They'll probably do both. You're a person of good moral character, which means you paid your taxes for 10 years. Uh, And they will then have you come forward and get a work permit in return for your fingerprints, your ID, your address. You'll get a work permit. That's it. There's no... Not going to be any green cards because he can't do that. He can't grant amnesty to anybody. He is exercising what is a parole authority given to him by Congress that allows him to do this. Congress wants to do it. They can just you know change it. You will no longer have parole authority, which would be stupid because it's needed in some cases. Do you know up to now? Okay, DACA is the biggest parole authority. What's the second biggest parole authority exercised by a president? You don't remember George Bush, George H.W. Bush. The Chinese students. There was a hundred thousand Chinese students in the United States when Tiananmen Square happened in 1989. Hmm. What did George Bush do? He gave them all parole authority. He gave them parole. Let them stay here and get work permits. That's George Bush. Did the same thing. You need to have this authority. Now, I don't think Obama would have done this if, in fact, Congress had actually done something. But he did So he's going to do that. The other thing he's going to do is he is going to amplify. He's going to recapture unused immigrant visa numbers to try to speed up the wait lines for green cards. Let's take a break here and come back on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio.
3: Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del Grupo de Abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611 o oh, visítenos en el internet www.immigration.net.
0: Hi, I'm Roy Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show Food and Farm, brought to you by feedstuffsfoodlink.com, only on America's Web Radio.
2: This is americaswebradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.
1: Welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David, you brought up in our last segment something I've wanted to talk about for a couple of weeks because it, it it was breaking news on the cutting edge mainstream media, Breitbart, followed by the Daily Caller, which since picked up by everybody's homepage. The Drudge Report, which then got it on Fox News, which everybody knows is in fact the mainstream media in America. Um, what what did you take away from what you heard? What was your takeaway from
2: the things you read about? I was kind of curious where where your brain is from what you've read. Quite honestly, I heard you know that they were getting thirty four million green cards in preparation of of Obama doing something. That's what and you heard, quite, right? That you was- know, in, in, in fact. Quite frankly, I had so many other things on my plate. Uh, but
1: that's what—that was your takeaway, right? That, uh, that that's was, what you got that out
2: of it. Was what I heard.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's what a big a lot of people heard. But oddly enough, that's actually not the truth. Uh, here's what happened: USCIS, the immigration, the actual immigration service, does benefits. Did their uh, every five years they basically run a, ba- a bid? Say okay. Uh, to, for suppliers for paper because they use security paper they use a special paper so they don't they don't make the government doesn't make that they buy that from pri- which of course Republicans would like right they they want the government to do this this is a bidding process they put a proposal out there that said this get us your response on the following for the next five years we estimate we will need thirty five million ID documents in the next five years we estimate we will need that uh, possibly. Now, if you go back five years ago, they they said the same thing. Okay, this is an essay. What we may need, so you have to show us you have the physical ability to do this, and you will never need to give us more than five million a year, unless Congress does something, and we we might need up to nine million in one year. They didn't ask for green cards. What they said is these are security documents. They could be work cards. They could be travel documents. They could be green cards. Okay, It's it's all of those things. Now, let's take a look at what they would need these for. Uh, first of all, how many permanent residents are there currently in the United States? How many green card holders are there? I have no idea. Okay. How many people with work permits are there in America that don't have a green cards yet? Any idea? No. Okay. Uh, there's about, let's see, about 30 million. 15, 30, about 20, 20, 30 million. Are those green cards good forever that they're issued? No. Is your driver's license good forever? No. You have to renew your driver's every 10 years, right? Or at your age, probably every three years. I mean, you've got to <laughs> take the test. So you need to get it replaced, right? So first of all, there is an annual allotment of one to one and a half to two million, up to three million cards that must be replaced every year. So that accounts for well over half the cards they're looking for. They're not, and, and they're not saying they're ordering cards that you're going to have to deliver these. these. You may deliver these. You have to show you have the ability to deliver these. So is it prudent for the USCIS, like they did five years ago when they thought immigration reform was going to happen, and five years before that when they thought immigration reform was going to happen, to put a proposal out? Hey, you need to provide us with cards, because if, in fact, Congress does do something, they probably need up to five or six million cards in one year. If you don't plan for that now, what happens if they didn't plan for it? What would what would, the, what would Fox News say? Immigration incapable, no foresight, no ability to see what's going to happen in the future. can't. How could you not have planned for immigration reform and not be able to give cards in a timely fashion? Are so you when you hear the rest of the story, you go, "Yeah, okay, it wasn't so much of a story." now. was. Are you it? old
2: enough to remember the green card? Oh yeah, I've seen green. I've got clients that have actual green cards. I had when I was farming. Uh, and it was a, it was a matter of pride, actually. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many Mexicans uh, that I worked that would pull out their worn out wallet. And it would be it was a green card. It was green card. That's what they call green card. It's green again today. But it was almost like an index card type thing. Yeah, with whatever, and they would uh, invariably they would fold it into quarter to a quarter (laughs) thing, pull it out and open it up to show you, I'm legal. I can work for you. I'm legal.
3: That Um, was after
1: the Bracero program when you were doing it when they when they deported everybody who was who was undocumented. Uh, So that's actually the real story. uh, to, To put it, now you know. The, the rest
2: of, of the, the story. story.
1: Yes. Uh, in fact, it was just uh, much ado about nothing. And the reality is, I'm glad immigration is actually making plans because my concern is if Obama does something, if of that they are wholly unprepared. Because that's the lesson we learned from DACA. Really, they had a surge, a surge of a couple of hundred thousand applications in a month, a couple hundred thousand in a month. If Obama announces something, or Congress does something, you're talking about a couple of million in a month, and David, when they did the couple hundred thousand surge, they shut everything else down at the service centers. They didn't do marriage cases for a year. They didn't do fiancé cases for a year. They put people's lives on hold because they were incapable of a, as an agency of handling the influx of work. Now, here's the problem, David. Uh, now, Obama's going to give 60 days notice. When he, when he announces something next next month, it's always in 60 days we'll do that. Because, I mean, legally they have to do that. They have to get bodies in place. They have the rules in place, regs in place. Uh, can you hire qualified people in 60 days in this job? No. It's not possible. So, can, But are you authorized to hire people now that you don't have an actual need for? No. So what's going to happen? Another logistical and processing nightmare is in store for us, uh, you know, regardless it, of what
2: happens. This comes back to, and I don't have the, I, I I think we're beyond the answer to it. The answer to it would have been cooperation between the executive branch and the legislative branch, mm-hmm. particularly the House that is the control of the budget. Right. If, if they could work together, which I, I'm not even sure... I'm not even sure if we had an all Republican or all democratic well even with an all Democratic It doesn't happen. It doesn't. they can't because nobody
1: agrees with you on everything.
2: Yeah. The
1: politics in West Virginia are different than the politics in Georgia, which are different than the politics in California, which are different in New Hampshire and California. Just because you're a senator from the Democratic Party doesn't mean you believe what the guy next to you believes about anything. And
2: they can't work for the they can't work for the American The common good. That 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 actually is my
1: biggest complaint. About uh, about this is that we don't we have very few politicians. There are some, but very few that are working for the common good. Um, and until we get more people like that, uh, we're not going to get people working for the common good. How do you get them, though, uh, David? First of all, it's not going to happen till twenty twenty two, when the next census occurs and we can get rid of the, this massive amount of gerrymandering that's occurred. Uh, that's basically made the House guaranteed Republican. Even though majority of Americans vote voted for the president last time, uh, they've gerrymandered in such a way, and this is also amplified by the fact that people live near people are beginning to live near people that believe like them. So districts become wholly incapable of changing, and thus start moving further left or further right where you are, regardless of gerrymandering. Uh, so until basically the courts come in and say. We're going to take a map of Georgia, and we're going to cut it into 12 equal segments. And here's the lines. Yes, neighborhoods may be split. So what? It's about numbers, not about your neighborhood. Until that happens, until this gerrymandering process gets done and, and out of, we're not going to see any real change in, in Congress. Um, or people just have, have realize that you can't have everything your way. Ted Cruz, is he willing to compromise? But anything. No, Nobody's willing to compromise. No, no, people are willing to compromise. There are, there are absolute people willing to compromise. Uh, McCain, Graham, willing to compromise. Cruz was at one point willing to compromise. Democrats, certainly willing to compromise. There's a lot of stuff in that bill Democrats didn't like. People willing to compromise. But we play up the people that aren't. We glorify the people that aren't. We, we hero-size people that aren't. And as a result, we have a society that cannot seem to make the simplest of solutions. Simplest of solutions, on the simplest of issues. Who doesn't believe we need better roads in America? Who doesn't believe that? Really, and who's supposed to build roads? The government. Who doesn't believe that we should have a secure border? Everybody believes that. Everybody believes that. You don't agree on the method of doing that. And what does it really mean to you? What does it really mean to me? We don't have people that agree on immigration, but the vast majority of Americans agree that immigration is good for America. It's always been good for America, and it will be better for America in the future. And unless we have immigration, and unless we have a positive effect of immigration going forward, we are not going to be able to compete in the global economy in 30, 40, 50 years. Yes, our kids are the best. I so harken back to uh, Garrison Keeler and Lake Will be Gun. You know, where all the boys are above average and all the girls are beautiful. I mean, we like to think about America, but the reality is we don't compete anymore with North Carolina and Alabama here in Georgia. We compete with Taiwan and Botswana, and India and Germany. And until we can keep getting, unless we can keep getting the best people here, our competition is going to pass us by. Oh, the people thought. are doing <laughs> it. You know what Germany is doing right now? I mean, this is, for a country that has historically been German, they have a massive amount of immigration in Germany right now. You know how much it costs to go to school in Germany if you're a foreign national? Nothing. Hmm. You know what German students pay to go to college? Nothing. At any college in Georgia, in Germany. It's free. Why? They want to attract the best talent from around the world to school in Germany. And you know what? You can take your classes in English in Germany, Hmm. in university. So you're thinking about, my goodness, what are we doing here? We're chasing people away. Uh, It it really is tragic that we don't have real leadership. Uh, And while I'm not saying Michelle is going to be a great leader in Congress, I think she'll be better on this issue than David Perdue. David might be good on other issues. Uh, I mean, I think he's a smart business guy. Um, although downsizing, what they, what they, outsourcing, Absolutely. probably not. He's a little unclear whether he did it or not, I think. But, you know, the reality is there are things he'll be good at and things he won't. Uh, things she, she'll be good at and things that she would not. Uh, but until they they get agree and say, look, I'm not going to be good on that, but let's say I'll support you on this. If you support me on this. That's the whole days of horse trading. Think about Reagan. How did Reagan get stuff done with the Democratic Congress? He compromised. Reagan compromised, sure. and, and Tip O'Neill compromised, and all those guys compromised back in the day. And that's just not happening now because we politicize it too much. That's kind of where I am, David. And I think that's I think today. It's, it's but I'm, it's still. I'm still excited for Election Day, and I beg everybody in America to get out there that has an election in your area to get out and vote if you haven't already done so. David, Amen. You know, uh, what more can you say than get out and vote? Make, make the change in your community, make the change in your state, make the change in the country. And hold your breath here in Georgia, because I think we've got two more elections coming up here in uh, December and January. So we'll be maybe having two more election shows, David, uh, going forward on, on, on immigration or just state politics issues. At the end of the day, though, get out and vote. America is the greatest country in the world. I still believe that. I think we've got lots of great opportunity in the future. This is Chuck Cook, your host of America's Web
0: Radio on the Immigration Hour. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.